0: Hello and welcome to The Word Opened with me, Bramwell from Hornus Ministries. This is a weekly podcast, opening God's Word, going through verse by verse and looking at what God's Word, the Bible says. So last week we were looking at Acts 5, we focused on Acts 5, we were you know, picking out was uh, particularly looking at uh, Ananias and Sapphira and that whole story, and looking at lying and walking in hypocrisy, and you know, how. Even the church does walk in that today, particularly in hypocrisy. And if you didn't listen to last week's podcast, can I encourage you to go back and do that? Uh, because today we're going to be looking at you know what comes after that, what happens? Because we see this a number of times as we go through the book of Acts. We're going verse by verse and you know, we're looking at how it is important for us. Remembering that the book of Acts is part of our story. You know, it's, We are part of the story of Acts. The story of Acts it is what happens when Jesus ascends and the Holy Spirit comes. Yeah, he sends the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit comes with power. It comes to equip the believers in Christ. And that's exactly what happens. But the Holy Spirit also comes to convict. And the Holy Spirit convicts the world of sin The Holy Spirit comes to convict of righteousness and this is the walk that we walk and so we walk with this walk of the Holy Spirit in our lives so we are walking a continuation of the book of Acts. And that's why we're walking this through slowly, verse by verse. And so, as I said earlier on, we, we were looking at the uh, Ananias and Sapphira. And if you haven't looked at that, if you hadn't le- heard last week's, and I encourage you to go back and look at that. But also, you know, today, as we continue to walk that through, of the consequence of what happens after that. So we're going to read from Acts 5 verse 1, going to read through last week's passage and into this week's passage so we have a clear understanding of the context because the context is absolutely vital in all of this. So, Acts 5 verse 1. But a certain man named Ananias, Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You have not lied to men, but to God. Then Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and breathed his last. So great fear came upon all those who heard these things. And the young men arose and wrapped him up and carried him out and buried him. Now it was about three hours later when his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. And Peter answered her, Tell me whether you sold the land for so much? She said, Yes. For so much then Peter said to her how is it that you have agreed together to test the spirit of the Lord look the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door and they will carry you out then immediately she fell down at his feet and breathed her last and the young men came in and found her dead and carrying her out buried her by her husband so great fear came upon all the church and upon all who heard these things And through the hands of the apostles many signs and wonders were done among the people, and they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. Yet none of the rest dared join them, but the people esteemed them highly, and believers were increasingly added to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women, so that they brought the sick out into the streets and laid them on beds and couches, that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might fall on some of them. Also a multitude gathered from the surrounding cities to Jerusalem bringing sick people and those who were tormented by unclean spirits and they were all healed off the back of really an upsetting sad story of you know a couple who joined together to you, uh, to allow themselves to be tempted by Satan to hold back money and to lie about the possession that they have to lie about the fact that they you know they've given everything making themselves trying to look good but actually the Holy Spirit saw everything and the Holy Spirit sees everything and off the back of that you know and and people hearing about that in verse eleven it said, So great fear came upon all the church and upon all who heard these things. Fear came from seeing or hearing about what had happened. Do you know when God truly moves, fear can come upon believers. We see this in Acts two. In Acts 2, verse 43, after you know, the 3,000 have come to faith through Peter's first preach, his first sermon, you know, the gospel message. And they come into this fellowship of believers. Then they start to see the wonders, the signs of the Holy Spirit moving, the power of the Holy Spirit. And then they fear. You may think, well, this is a weird thing. Why would people fear when they see God move? Well, the question being, not why would they fear, but actually the question is, what in my life can God not be pleased with? And particularly off this back of this Ananias and Sophia story, you know, they've come and they've lied and the Holy Spirit has seen them and they've dropped down dead. You know, what fear that would bring to people as they self examine. You know, they examine themselves and see, you know, what is it? What is it that is in my life that may not be pleasing to God? What is it in my life that actually could be a real issue? And don't forget that the Holy Spirit sees everything. Sees how you are living your life. know, the scripture of God shall be not shall not be mocked. So true. If you live your life in a way that is not you know demonstrating him, as in you you live it out in one way, pretending to be, you know, Christ like and pretend and then actually behind closed doors you're nothing like that. He will deal with you. It's a, it's a scary place to be. Dude, don't mock walking with Christ because he knows. And so it is important that we re-examine ourselves all the time because he knows. And in examining ourselves, it is vitally important... Vitally important that we say, Holy Spirit, if there's anything in my life that is not good, please reveal it. So that we don't walk in hypocrisy. That's the key thing within this is what we were talking about last week. We don't walk in hypocrisy. We walk in Christ. We walk in righteousness. He may see us as righteous. God will see us as righteous through Christ, but if we're walking in hypocrisy, the question is, are we actually walking in that righteousness in the first place? We see a very similar um, experience in Acts 9. In Acts 9, when uh, Saul has come to Christ you know the Lord has revealed himself on the Damascus road Saul has his conversion moment he then you starts preaching the gospel he escapes death he then goes to Jerusalem and I'll pick it up from Acts 9 verse 26 and when Saul had come to Jerusalem he tried to join the disciples but they were all afraid of him and did not believe that he was a disciple Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles and declared to them how he had seen the Lord on the road, and that he had spoken to him, and how he had preached boldly at Damascus in the name of Jesus. So he was with them at Jerusalem, coming in and going out. And he spoke boldly in the name of the Lord Jesus, and disputed against the Hellenists, but they attempted to kill him. When the brethren found out, they brought him down to Caesarea, and sent him out to Tarsus. Then the churches throughout all Judea, Galilee, and Samaria had peace and were edified. And walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, they were multiplied. They walked in this fear of the Lord. This same fear that we were talking about earlier on. After the fact that Saul of Tarsus becomes... The proof is there. The fruit is there you know that he's preaching in the name of Jesus and in preaching in the name of Jesus that the hiddenness tried to kill him there's proof in the fact that he has been changed he has been transformed this is the truth and so when the church the ecclesia the body of believers all one-minded with Christ at the center realize this they have peace the peace the word peace here meaning that they, their soul is at peace. That they know that they are saved. That's, you know, they, there is no wrestle within them. They walk in that peace. But they walk in the fear of the Lord. Because if they can see that he has been transformed. This murderer. Murderer of Christians has had his life totally transformed. And now he is standing up to unbelievers if God can do that what can else can God do and so then you walk in the fear of the Lord if you see someone transformed and changed who you know is like that person could never be transformed could never be changed and they are should automatically bring both and praise but also bring this moment of wow if God can do that then what could he do in me if he sees an element of me that isn't right here we are all to walk in the fear of the Lord and in fact I I, you we don't talk about this enough we don't preach this enough this fear of the Lord walking in the fear of the Lord Yeah, I want to encourage you with one more scripture in regards to this fear of the Lord in Acts 19, because we see it again. And in Acts 19, picking it up from verse 11. Now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul, so that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick and the diseases left them and the evil spirits went out of them. Then some of the Jews exorcists took it upon themselves to call the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, we exercise you by Jesus whom Paul preaches. Also, there were seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest who did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, I know, and Paul, I know, but who are you? The man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, overpowered them and prevailed against them. So they fled out of that house naked and wounded. This became both, known both to all Jews and Greeks dwelling in Ephesus and fear fell on them all. and The name of the Lord Jesus was magnified and many who had believed came confessing and telling their deeds. You now again we see you know, in, in this occasion we see the fact that people pretend they don't know Jesus truly they haven't been converted they haven't had a transformation in their life and they see what you're know, using the name of Jesus can do so they start using it themselves and when they start using it themselves you know demons recognize this is this is a powerful thing demons recognize the name of Jesus they also recognize that Jesus is living in someone They recognize the authority that Jesus has within that person. And if that person is calling upon the name of Jesus and actually doesn't have that authority. The demon will know that and will mock it. And in mocking it. And we see the situation here where the the evil spirit actually jumps on these people. They jump on these men and they run out naked. Now that's the power of a demon. Demon. What a demon can truly do. We don't talk about this element. We don't talk about demons enough you know, within the Western world. Particularly, we need to know the truth behind these things. We don't need to be fearful of them. Yeah, I think so, so many people don't want to talk about it because there's a fear. That fear, where does that come from? It only comes from the devil himself. The fear of the Lord is actually a fear of, I don't want to upset him. I don't want to walk in disobedience to him I don't want you I, I want my life to be resonating with his life I want him to see me as he should see me you, know, you think about fearing a father you know I don't want my father to catch me I don't want my father to you know, these are the things our heavenly father I don't want my heavenly father to see anything in me that shouldn't be there and when this situation happens, then again there is fear that falls on them. And the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. Because they don't want the same thing to happen to them. They don't want to be exposed for anything in their life that shouldn't be there. And we should be walking in the same walk. The church should walk in the fear of the Lord. But there is a lack of the fear of the Lord. And it's so sad. It's so sad that we see a lack of the fear of the Lord. And we need to get back to this truth. The Holy Spirit sees everything. And if the Holy Spirit sees everything, the Holy Spirit can reveal everything. At the same time, that there is no place for light if the darkness is in there. Men love the darkness. Scriptural. We don't need to be walking in that darkness. Don't walk in the darkness and pretend. The other thing, this this is, again, this is something that is a massive issue within churches today. We see them walking in the darkness, but pretending to be in the light. You know, in this moment, I'm begging you, please, examine yourselves. Examine yourselves. Don't let anything of the darkness, don't let anything evil come into your heart, just as it did with Ananias and Sophia. Don't let anything evil in your heart take root. Because if it does, the consequences could be huge within your own life. Yeah, I, just, I just want to spend this moment yeah, regarding this. Let's just take a moment to, to, to pray about this. Lord, we know that walking in the fear of you is, is something that is not being done. We know that you are the creator of all things. And so the creator of all things can see all things. Lord, in our hearts, in our hearts may there be nothing that is not of you. In this moment, reveal to our minds, reveal to our hearts, reveal to our souls what is there that shouldn't be there. Reveal moments in our life Actions in our life, words in our life that are not of you. Oh, and as you reveal those things, please, please, cleanse us. Just as I I was speaking those words, I had this sense that, you know, as the Lord reveals anything to you. You are to repent of it. Call it out. Yeah, because when you call it out v- vocally. You loosen the power of it. You loosen the power of it. Don't let the devil in that moment stop you from speaking it out. Speak out in the name of Jesus. What you have had revealed to you. Because... That loosens the power and you can then walk in the freedom. Jesus came to set the captives free. He came to break the chains. But you know as a human being you can hold on to them chains by not speaking it out. You can be the one who says I want to keep this. Because the devil has kept you in bondage for so long and you don't know what... Do you know, I have, a, I have a, a testimony of the fact that there was a healing of someone in a wheelchair a few years ago now. And that person, you, know, she was healed, she walked out of her wheelchair, she stood, she walked. And you know what? She walked back to her wheelchair and got back in it. There was someone else that I know who you know, was healed of depression and anxiety and then ended up going home and getting back into their bed not walking the walk of the fact that they had been healed why? because they held on to the bondage that they were in and they didn't recognise a life without it that's the devil gripping that's the grip and it's so sad that people People, day in, day out, can be healed by Jesus and yet come back and walk in the grip of the devil. When you see healing, when you see chains being broken, when you see demonic action being broken in Jesus' name, grab those people because they need to be discipled. They need to walk In that discipled way, because otherwise the devil will come back and will be, you know, pounding at their door. Let me back in, let me back in. And before you know it, they've been let back in. And life goes back to how it was, and potentially even worse. That's what scripture says. Life can actually go back to being worse. this is such an important thing and I've taken up more time than actually I intended to. Uh, yeah, But I think that the Lord is really pressing this, that we need to walk in that fear of the Lord. Yeah, And, and in fact, with that, you know, we see that within the passage that we've just mentioned, you know, just Acts 5 verse 11, you know, this is the first time that the word church is used in Acts fear came upon all the church we know from what we've been looking at over the last well months now that the word church in the greek is the word ecclesia and the word greek ecclesia is the body of believers of one mind people of one mind people together you could have ecclesia of anything but we're talking about an ecclesia of christ so these people are all with one mind in christ they're all focused on christ And so this is the first time that the the English word church is used in the book of Acts. And the first time that actually the word Ecclesia therefore is used in the book of Acts. But when we walk as believers, we need to be checking our walk with the Lord. We need to keep checking our walk with the Lord. And when we walk, checking our walk with the Lord... Then things start to move. Things start to change. We are to walk in humbleness. To serve the one who is greater. To serve the creator. To serve our heavenly father. To serve God. Again this is where the fear of the Lord comes back in. Because when we walk in humbleness. We look up. We walk in humbleness. We don't put ourselves in a position of being like God. We put ourselves in a position of saying, I come to serve you. I come to serve you. And that's how we should be walking. We should be coming before the creator of everything. And saying, I come to serve you. We come before the King of Kings and we say, I come to serve you. That's how we should come. And within that, we come to worship. Because that's what worship is. We're lifting our eyes to Him and we're giving everything to Him. When we worship, we give everything to Him. When we worship, we praise him worship is not about us it's not about what we can get from him it's about us coming to him coming into the throne room coming into his presence and saying i give you everything now i don't know if you've ever thought about it in this way before but this is what walking in the fear of the lord is all about And I even look back at my own life and I say, do you know what? There have been times where I have not walked in this fear. I've not walked in this humbleness. It's a reminder that God is God. God is everything. And our life is not about us, but our life is about him and giving him everything to walk in. And so as we conclude for this week, we've only concentrated on one verse, but you know, sometimes that's what happens. Where are you in your walk with him? Are you walking in a fear of the Lord, of not wanting things to be exposed, of making sure that your life is right before him? Of come into that place of humbleness before him and giving him everything? Or do you want to continue controlling your life? Do you want to continue making the plans for your life? Or do you allow him to make the plans? Yeah, I pray that... Yeah, I just pray, dude, spend some time with him. Spend time with the Lord. Look at your life. Self-evaluate your life and what you are doing and how you are walking. Are you making plans? Are you trying to fix things? If you are and you're recognizing that, then please lay it down. Give it to him. Come and repent before him and say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for not putting you first. I'm sorry for not coming to you and having to hold on to your plans for my life. Let your plans go and let his plans come in. It's all about his will for your life, not your will for his life. Just spend that time with him over this coming week. Reflect on yourself. This is a personal reflection moment and time. To walk in the fear of the Lord. Because then you will see wonders and signs. We'll pick up on this next week. But you will start to see wonders and signs in your life. When you lay your life down. When you let go. You will start to see wonders and signs. Because the Holy Spirit will move through you. Like you have never believed before. But you know what? You have to surrender your life. It's not a fake surrender. It's a truth. And the Holy Spirit sees it. And he sees your heart. And he will not move in your life if he doesn't see exactly that. So I pray that you really take this seriously. The fear of the Lord is a serious thing. Take this seriously, please. Because I believe that he wants to use you. But he can't use you in the fullness of how he wants to use you. Because you haven't laid that down until next week though god bless you stay safe stay protected may you know that you are loved god bless